Hi, welcome to the Unexpected Experts podcast. This is the Upload Download, a more laid back conversation about our perspectives on any number of topics as an upload to you and the things we are reading, learning and downloading ourselves. Enjoy and thanks for listening. And we're riffing. What's up, Andrea? <laughs> I literally just took a mouthful of food. That was a mistake. You know what? This is raw, real, open, <laughs> honest podcasting. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're here for it. It's great. I have two children. I can only eat at certain times of the day. I support it. I fully support eat. it. But I was saying to you before we hit record that I chose these like super spicy tacos and my mouth is on fire and my nose is dripping, so we're just so a if, hot mess over here. If there's some sniffling and some... <laughs> I'll try and mute myself. We, yeah. Then we, we know what's myself. going on. We have a precursor for... Oh, mm-hmm. why is Andrea... sound like she has the Coco Moloco again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that. No, no, Not no, again. No. Once Actually, is enough. My mom was kind of worried that she had it again. Um, hmm. We were all supposed to go over there on Sunday for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think she texted us all on Saturday afternoon and she said, I've got a runny nose and my taste is all kind of wonky and I'm feeling this and that. And I think it'd be better if you guys don't come over, but I have two crock pots full of soup that I oh, need geez. to get eaten. So if Did you, you want to come by set for them some on the soup, doorstep, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Like I brought over some containers and my dad went and filled them up and, hmm. and then I took them over to Nathan and Nadine's place and we just had lunch with, you know, nice. four of us. So the two yeah. of them and my girlfriend and I and little mm-hmm. August, my little nephew. Little Augie. And, uh, <clears throat> it was good. And actually we got, I think I mentioned on here. Yeah. I mentioned the whole like Christmas pickle thing and the big yeah. Lego set. And mm-hmm. yeah. So we, Oh, I have got, a follow up to that. We got quite a few, quite a few uh, or quite a bit more progress done on that big Lego set. Oh, in set. your Lego castle? Cool. Nice. Yeah. It was actually perfect. Like that set came in essentially four buildings. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is modular. So you can sort of put the buildings together however, however you like. If you have other modular Lego sets, like they all sort of connect that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so each of us was able to do a full building. So I finished mine because uh, I'm a keener. And Nathan and Nadine were working on theirs, um, but they weren't able to finish because they are parents and they're having to deal with a little oh. one. Do we know and what then, that um, feels like? My girlfriend was really enjoying it. She said, like, I may have found a new addiction. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But Remind me, I think was it a Star Wars? It was a big Harry Potter set. Harry so Potter. It the, okay, it was. It was the I said Diagon. castle. Yeah. Close. We did we did um, Hogwarts last year. So this year we did Diagon Alley. Mm. It's like a big set. It's big. That's fun. Are they expensive? Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> this one was... Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't say how much we spent on it. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was... like it's easy enough to just like Google it. So that's fair. Yeah, if people are curious, they can Google how much Diagonally Lego set is. But it was no joke. I want to do it right now and then have like a real reaction. Yeah, <laughs> have like judge- judgment. No, I'm just kidding. It was fun. Like I finished mine, and then Nathan got a little Harry Potter set for his birthday, and so I just like took apart one of those buildings and reassembled yeah. it. It was super fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was, oh that was our gosh. Sunday plan. So, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no joke. I just looked it up. Yeah. Holy Moses. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a good set, though. Great yeah. set. I mean, you know what? Like, 
It's a fun time. It's like, yeah. And like, do you guys like leave them up all year, all the time? Like, do you have like yeah. a little so, spot um, for them? They've, they've just been keeping it at their place. Okay. In their the, cool little like. In their little basement area. Dungeon-y man cave thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's massive amounts of Lego. Like they're, That's they're cool. big sets. Even the Hogwarts set was like pretty sizable. I got Nathan a set for his birthday last year as well. It was the scene from, I want to say it was the second movie with, um, yeah, it was the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. where they're in the girls' bathroom mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the access down into this. the Chamber yeah. of Secrets is like a little, it it goes behind the sink in that yeah. room. Anyway, yeah, it's like a little set like that that you just stick on top of the chamber of secrets that's already in the Hogwarts castle and the two sets line up so that when you open the bathroom sink, then you can like throw your minifigures down this little slide in the chamber of secrets portion to go into the chamber of secrets. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Pretty clever. I love that, that they've got this whole modular thing going with the Hogwarts sets and I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to do more sets to just add on to it because it's such a massive, For castle, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a huge franchise. Oh, massive franchise. Um, I still definitely need to read the books, which I was thinking about the other day. I know, I know. Okay, I'll bring the first one tonight. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. I'm assuming you. Well, I'm sure that Nathan and Nadine have them, but if you want, I can I can lend you the first one tonight. Okay. Okay, it's happening. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna read it. I mean, that kind of brings us to like our sort of topic-ish smorgasbord of things to talk about yeah it's the new year our last episode was christmas eve day christmas episode yep and we talked about christmas so now it's the new year and jamo and i both rejoined our choir group yeah this year yeah and by this year i mean like in january so yes yeah the semester for choir starts in september but yeah we're back at it I was on uber pregnant baby leave and <laughs> it's that's the official because that's I was official uber pregnant, uber was pregnant, uber pregnant baby at leave. the beginning of the the start of the year the yes. season and then by the end of the first semester I'd had Maisie and it was just too much and it still feels like too much, but you know what? We're here for it, and yep. we're we're going again tonight for the second week in a row, well, and, and hoping for the best. There's some weeks I wish that we did video for this because right now Andrea is just in her <laughs> basement room where we normally mm-hmm. record, uh, but she's got Maisie strapped to her chest, who is mm-hmm. snoozing away and doing mm-hmm. little bum pats. I assume, mm-hmm. yeah. I am. So if if we hear this rhythmic <laughs> little pat pat pat, that's what's going on. Um, that is the bum pats. That's yeah. the bum pats. So it's uh yeah, last week was mildly overwhelming. Like last week at rehearsal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was overwhelming just because I mean, we both know that they cover a lot of music yes. in a very short amount of time. And we are now a semester behind. Yep. <laughs> so we're having to memorize a full evident. semester's worth of regular repertoire in several weeks which is a lot are you planning to sing at the first concert no i'm I'm not going to you're gonna you're off i told i have to work saturdays 
which I guess I could take off, but I'm just not going to put myself through that. And B, right. I also have to get my my suit as oh, well. Oh, you haven't done that yet. No. That's fair. Ooh, I ordered I my dress. That. I should do that tomorrow. I was going to do it yesterday, but I will I do it. I ordered my dress, but it has not come yet. So okay. we'll see. I did tell Henrik that I was opting out of um, singing for the first concert. And he was like, what? He was so disappointed. And I was like, do you think that my mushy brain yeah. can actually memorize all of the songs that I don't already know? And he was like, Man. you can do it. And I was like, I don't know that I can. But it'll That's really just funny. depend, I suppose, if my dress comes or not. But we'll see. Yeah. So it's a lot to memorize that much music that um I guess deeply, you know, like to that extent sure. where where yeah. you're able to perform it. Yeah. Because memorizing it, like I've I've always been kind of okay with memorizing just on the risers and like having mm-hmm. the music in front of me. I I can sort of plot out where the notes are on the page sure. in my mind as I'm singing them, like yeah. just muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So I've I've never had a big problem with memorization mm-hmm. but all that I said I've, I've also never started a semester or a year of choir That's halfway thing, through right? in january so it's totally different it's, it's a, a totally different piece. huge game changer because at least if you start from the beginning of the year then everyone is on the same page like Absolutely. okay we're all learning this new music together at the same time and we're all in the same boat but at this point it's like everyone's already got a full semester behind them but it's yeah, also nice I mean, that I don't have to memorize Christmas music too. Right? Touche. Yes. Touche. There's just regular rep at this point. And then once we start doing spring rep. So that's the thing for those who are listening that don't know about our group. Yeah. We have like sort of random concerts throughout the year. And they call that our regular rep concerts. <laughs> Sports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have the Christmas concert, which is like a really big to do deal that we perform at the Jack Singer. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. The Jack Singer being like the Carnegie Hall of Calgary, essentially. Totally. Right. 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 Yeah. For it's you international venue. listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, although, you know what? The Jack Singer has like, it's really been getting a, quite a widespread reputation. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Maybe they know about it, you know? Maybe. Um, maybe. I'm here for that. And it's then, a great venue. It is a great venue. It's beautiful. And then we're back there again this year for the first time for our spring concert. Yeah. Normally we have usually, it at a smaller theater. Yeah. On the Mount Royal University campus. Yeah. Called well, and, the Bella. And years and years ago, we did it at the Rosa Center at totally, the UFC at campus. The UNB, yeah. We did a few there. But yeah, the Bella down at Mount Royal is such a gorgeous venue. Totally. It's beautiful. But we've outgrown it. Yeah. Especially for spring, it'll be cool to be at the Jack. It'll be That'll so be fun. super cool. I'm excited. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all of that to say, we're back at it. Yeah. We're yep, a little we're, overwhelmed. We're both back in. But we're feeling pumped, I think. Yep. And yeah. And <laughs> looking How, forward okay. to now now that we're like in choir corner of this podcast um mm-hmm. how how was the first you, you said you were feeling like quite overwhelmed but like how was that mm-hmm. first rehearsal back for you like what what were your feelings how were you feeling about well, the music okay. and like people and all of it so for me 
Um, I would say that I, well, and I said it in rehearsal too. They were like, yeah. why do people come back? Why did like, um, our director asked the group, like, there's a lot of people who returned this semester or just have returned in general, whether it be from taking time off during COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he kind of posed to the group wondering like why people come back. And like a lot of people were like, Oh, like there's no, no musical group like this. Like, you know, the repertoire is wonderful. The amount that we spend on music, the amount that we get to perform, the amount mm. of music that we get to touch, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I like adult interaction. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, because it's true. Like, I don't get a lot of time with adults in my weeks. Again, like I was back to work between kids, but it was a short stint <laughs> yeah. um before I was on mat leave again and so just like having having a night a week <clears throat> that is for me is super important I was saying it last night I was at our student group we had a meeting and I was just chatting with one of the parents that I know outside of choir um okay. and I just said like I I need it for me like I need to get out of the house and just have something that I get to do that's for fun and that is yeah. enjoyable moderately stressful <laughs> um and yeah, or like maybe it, yeah like it gets engaging. me out of the house totally yeah using you know? my brain for sure um yeah. and it's true like i think a lot of moms once they've had their babies like even this example or this weekend was a prime example like on i think it was sunday um, I had to go and return some things at the mall and I decided we should, or I just said like, yeah, it would be nice if we all went like our family. So my husband and our right. other daughter, um, because it's harder for me to, to go to the mall myself with two kids and try and worry about doing a return with, yeah, it's just like, it's a lot more stressful and complicated. And I think that's a thing that people really underestimate about, um, moms and like well not even just moms like parents who are staying home with their young young kids it's a lot of work to get out of the house with one yeah. kid um it's a lot of work to get out of the house with two kids or more kids well and, and you're, yours are both under two correct uh-huh yeah which is parker will be two in april wild already mm -hmm. so yeah i mean we've kind of finally gotten over this hump like for the first couple of weeks and that, that was the thing with parker it was like the height of COVID. So we didn't really go anywhere anyways, because that's right. A, yeah. Everything was pretty much closed and B, I didn't really want to go out anywhere anyways, because of COVID. I didn't want to expose either of us. And so we kind of just like stayed at home. And so she got used to napping in her bed instead of napping in her car seat. And that's how it translated into her toddlerhood. She does not like to sleep in the car. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that she doesn't like to sleep. I just don't think she has the skill. Like she just doesn't know how. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So with Maisie, I was like, no, I want to get out of the house. I want her to be a better napper on the go. So we've gone out quite a bit and she comes with me to choir rehearsal because she also won't take a bottle. So <laughs> she is my Klingon. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we went to the mall together and, and did the return. Um, I forget why I was even telling this story now. I think just like, yeah, I think people underestimate how difficult it is for moms to get out of the house. And so 
yeah, that was what I was saying. We went to the mall, but Maisie did not sleep very well on the way there. She's still kind of learning. Yeah. Um, and she didn't sleep while we were at the mall for very long. And so she was just super overtired and crying the whole way home. And I was just like, this is why I don't go out. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just so yeah. much easier to stay home. And like, everything is familiar. Baby can just go into her dark room, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, And so then we, parents who stay home, get sort of trapped at home. So all of that to say, it's nice to have like a once a week thing where I can get out of the house and go and do something fun. And hopefully in the near future, she will eventually start to take a bottle and I can just leave her at home (laughs) and truly have like, you know, like a mom's night out kind of thing. So totally. And and mm-hmm. having something like that every week that you can look forward to is super good. Mm-hmm. Like for mm-hmm. me, I, I know it's it's totally different, but having something like D&D every week. Right. Like I know every Monday I'm going to go hang out with my friends. We're going to play make-believe, you know, <laughs> with with many-sided dice and plasticine minifigures. And it's going to be a good time, you know. I love um, that you just I, like stripped D&D down to like such oh, a yeah. minuscule thing. I love it. It's great. Um, but knowing that that comes around every week is really fun and totally, you know, that it's, it breaks it's, up the monotony a hundred percent. It's something that you can like engage with mentally throughout the rest of the week too. Like, Oh, what am I going to do next week? Like I know like for the, for the session that we had last night, it was all on a ship hmm. for most of it. And okay. so we were on a boat and so we were like, playing games on the boat with the crew and then we had a fight on the boat because the crew turned out to be all pirates and then (laughs) you know it was it was super fun um but going into that there was this thought of like okay what's gonna happen we're gonna be on a boat maybe we'll be in combat with a different boat how can we set up the battlefield like what can we do to have control of the situation Mm -hmm. and you know, all it's of that kind of stuff, but it's definitely again, like it's, it's yeah. a mentally engaging mm-hmm. thing that you're thinking about all week in preparation for the next week. Well, you're um, utilizing your creativity too. A hundred percent. Especially with, with your plasticine figures. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Like uh, having something every week that you can look forward to where you're going to see people again and mm-hmm. you can just do something that isn't work or it isn't doing laundry or cleaning mm-hmm. the house or oh I don't you know. do that <laughs> I just I just leave that stuff it just piles up and then we're really stressed at home it's great yeah terrific it's the better way to live your life right yeah for sure <laughs> super healthy it's fine yeah. we're figuring it out totally yeah no it's well good. Uh, that kind of goes into like another thing that we were thinking of talking about which is you know all of the sleep things with being a mom and um, I know we were All saying before we sleep things. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I know we were saying before before I hit record that um, oh, when yeah. I had you on as a guest on this podcast in season yeah. one, which actually we're in season three now. Whoa, dude! Didn't we're in know season that. three. Hello. I kind of forgot that you started over <laughs> in January. Yeah. My brain just like from teaching and all that kind of stuff is always like September to June. And so for things right. to have like a refresh in January is like, what? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's kind of appropriate that we're going back to choir in January. Mm-hmm. It's like a mm-hmm. new start for us that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, season three, 
So yeah, two Wild. years ago already is when is when I started this thing. Bonkers. Like, and now we're in the third season. I can't handle it. <laughs> Which, um, actually, when this episode comes out, whenever I whenever I decide to release it, there will be new graphics and new branding mm-hmm. and all of the things. And like, I took this week off of work because a I'm tired as heck. Uh, because I didn't get any time off during Christmas, just the way that Christmas fell mm-hmm. on the Sunday. And like, I usually get Sunday, Monday off anyway. So mm-hmm. Christmas and Boxing Day landed on my days off. And same with New Year's. Like I mm-hmm. didn't get any days off and I've just been wiped. So I took mm-hmm. this whole week off. Good for you. A, to relax and try and recover. But B, to also really get the the new branding stuff out. Mm-hmm. So part of it. Part of the new branding, and then I'll finish the other point that I had. Part of the new branding is stuff that I was working on in school in my, what was it now? Concept to completion course at SAIT where you, we were tasked with doing a rebrand for a company or a business or like a restaurant or whatever. And so I chose to do rebranding for the podcast. I'm like, well, this is a thing that I've already done and that Super I put tangible. a lot of Yeah, it's a yeah. thing that I am very familiar with. So why not rebrand? Um and so it'll still be unexpected experts and upload download and all that, but I designed a logo for the show, which is I'm I'm really happy with it. I think it turned out really well, and I know I sent you a photo mm-hmm. of the of the Yeah, it's super fun. I I think that section that i sent you that will be the new graphic for like when people search for it on pot on uh, right. spotify or like apple podcasts or any of those mm-hmm. like that will be the graphic that pops up mm-hmm. so it'll be that logo unexpected experts and then underneath <clears throat> the tagline what are you an expert at mm-hmm. as a question so so good maintaining some, looks some good branding and all that but yeah i'm really happy with it so that mm-hmm. will be attached to this episode when it's out which i'm very Mm -hmm. excited for um but then also uh oh yeah season three so we're in season three we were talking about how when i was a guest on the show back in season one thank you um and parker would have been a newbie a freshie fresh Um, fresh baby because i think yeah i came on as a guest she was just about three months Right? That's right. Yes, because or maybe I remember she was brand new. I remember something I, I about think she three was months. three months because you were working on sleep with her at that point, and right. I said, okay, in another three months, when she's right, six right, months, right. we six should months. get an update. And then, yeah, and now we're here, and you have and a now we're here, and I actually have months? like a whole other human, <laughs> like another. No, and she's she's two four months. Well, she's just over two months. She was she okay. turned two months on the ninth. Oh, so, okay. She's on yeah, way she's, behind then. Mm-hmm. But kind of the well, same no, stage you're... as Parker when when you were a guest then. Very close. That's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Parker was, I guess this is where we wanted to go with it, was comparing. Um, yes. Which comparing I try not to do. <laughs> I try <laughs> not to compare They're two different individuals. I love yeah. them both dearly. Yes. Um, I do not have a favorite. However, Parker was a much better sleeper than Maisie is. Um, and yeah, I I think it's... I don't know. I wonder if it's just because I, yeah, like again, I was home all the time with Parker. And so I had just like that much more, well, it's twofold. I had that much more time to focus on her, but I also had that much more time to focus on her because she was the only one. Right. Um, and now whereas, your attention is divided. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. And I'm really trying to help Maisie sleep, but Parker is like, mom, I want to play. And I'm like, get out of her room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Which she is such a parent already, but pa- Parker is such a parent already. Like she is very hilarious. She will repeat so many things. Um, so you have to be very careful what you say around her, first of all. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I think it was this morning or no, it was yesterday. Um, I said, Parker, uh, <laughs> I think I said, get out. Like, I just was so frustrated because Maisie was fussing and she wasn't sleeping because Parker kept coming in and out of her room and she doesn't know how to whisper. She has to, like, say everything at, like, a normal to loud decibel. (laughs) Yeah. It's like an on-off switch. There's no fader yet. Yeah. No. Um, and so then today she, she went into the bathroom, um, and the light was off. And then all of a sudden I just hear this, get out now. And I was like, what? And then I realized (laughs) she is repeating and like echoing some of the things that I have said to her in my frustrations. The poor girl. Uh... My goodness. Um, I'm trying to think of some other funny things. So we started, um, Matt bought her a copy of Where the Wild Things Are the book um, oh yeah and so we have started reading that at nighttime and it's like I think it's we I mean we read it constantly so I feel like I have it memorized but like the first few pages is talking about how Max the little boy is in when he's in his monster suit or whatever suit it is um, mm-hmm. he's in to mischief of one kind or another um, and then his mother said Max, you're a wild thing. And he says, like Max says to his mom, I'll eat you up. And so now if you say to Parker, Parker, you're a wild thing. She says, I'll eat you up. <laughs> Aww. That's so cute. Um, yeah. And she's also obsessed. This is like, I could go on. There's so many things. Um, she's obsessed with Frozen, which what, you know, oh, yeah. one to three-year-old little girl is not. Um, so between frozen and frozen two, she loves the big giant snowman in frozen one, which makes a comeback, I guess, in frozen two. Um, but she also likes the big earth giants in frozen two. And so she's like, um, she'll always want, she always wants to see the big giants, big giants frozen. And I'm like, yeah, they're coming. And she says, they're coming. They're coming. Like I'm not (laughs) skipping ahead just so you can watch the giant scene every five seconds. Um, but teaching her delayed gratification exactly in frozen is it frozen one i don't remember which frozen now i watched them both so many times they're like interchangeable but um anna and elsa share a room at the beginning before i think it's the first one yeah Um, that is the first one and anna comes in well in the second one they like go back to before anyways whatever um, they're sharing a room and Anna jumps on Elsa's bed and she says, Elsa, wake up. And so now Parker just randomly will say, Elsa, wake up. <laughs> like we were driving in the car, um, this morning to go and get groceries. And just all of a sudden, Elsa, wake up. And, and she has started saying like, she'll be like, Maisie, wake up. And she says it the same way that Anna does in the movie. It's like, so funny. She, oh, that's so cute. She's just a little parrot. Um, yeah. anyways, sleep. Yeah, Parker's definitely a much better sleeper, was a much better sleeper than Maisie is at the same age. Um, Yeah, naps, daytime naps are proving to be a little difficult, although she's doing pretty good right now. So that's good. Um, 
which is great because now she's giving us the chance to record. I know. <laughs> what a terrific. blessing. You're such a gem. We'll see what happens tonight at choir. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah. And nighttime sleep. It's like I was obsessed with it when I had Parker and I'm still like obsessed with it, but I'm like now trying to like learn more about it because Parker isn't, or sorry, Maisie isn't sort of following the same trajectory that Parker did. So I feel like I have to do different things um, for a number of reasons, but um, again, mostly because I have a almost two year old that I have to deal with as well as, and so we do lots of, of this, of baby wearing um, because I can't just like hole up in her bedroom and help her sleep that way. Yeah. When definitely the giant comes in or the wild thing comes in and says she's going to eat me up. Um yeah. I don't know. That's what, kind of What's like if there was one thing to like characterize the difference between Parker sleeping mm. versus Maisie sleeping, like what would be the the standout for each of them? Um, Parker, I feel like when she's asleep, she's like in a deep sleep, like not much will wake her up. Maisie Maisie is a little bit more of a lighter sleeper. I mean, yeah, I don't know. She's a, yeah. Like if I stop moving, um, if I stop patting her, then that's usually kind of like wiggles, even though I'm like standing here rocking the entire time. Like there's just things that seem to keep her asleep and some things that will, wake her up i guess i don't know but Is she a little bit more fussy than parker was at that age or yeah may- maybe fussy is not a great word no i know it's it's hard like because i wouldn't characterize her as a fussy baby she she definitely Maisie speaks her mind <laughs> okay <laughs> Which seems really funny to say for an infant but yeah. she she is very outwardly emotional and parker wasn't like um Maisie is a lot louder than Parker was. But then at the same time, Maisie, we were just saying the other day um, that it is so easy to get a smile out of Maisie. Like she is such a happy baby. That's sweet. She loves to give you a big smile. So she like right when she wakes up, it's like, oh, hello. I haven't seen you in two hours. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Whereas Parker, we had to work so hard. Like she once she smiled, like she had that like first smile or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then to get her to smile just like randomly, we had to like she made us work for it almost every time. Whereas Maisie, like you can just like look at her and she's like, bling. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Um, exactly the same with my nephew, August, like mm -hmm. the same thing he's he's getting to be more vocal now because he just Mm -hmm. turned four months a Mm -hmm. little while ago and it's so easy to make him smile like on sunday when we were over there with the soup and the lego set yeah he was it's been interesting too because he now that he's four months he's starting to be more expressive and he's starting Mm -hmm. to be more opinionated and he's making his wishes known oh for sure Um, and he's starting to be way more vocal so Like sleep for him in this last little while has been kind of a challenge, apparently. Right. Um, on Friday night, we were out at the Kilkenny for my friend James. He, he just turned 30. Mm-hmm. And so we were there for like sort of a birthday gathering and kind of a hangout. And mm-hmm. they decided to bring August along okay. to the bar. So that was his first outing like to a restaurant or to a bar, wow. anything. So that was, And he did so good. Oh, he had, that's he good. had these little headphones on to protect his ears, obviously, yeah. in a loud bar. Yeah. But he was so content 
and uh, just sort of looking around and, and engaging mm-hmm. with everything. But they kind of, I think they kind of paid for it that night. Like he didn't sleep super well and he wasn't sleeping very well that day either. So they were mm. trying to catch up on it on Sunday with him. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy how the sleep can, it's you wild. know, affect like, days afterwards. Yes. Like if you miss yes. one, if you have one bad day, it can affect mm-hmm. things like three yeah. days down the line. It is absolutely insane. And I think that's the difference between like, our generation, yours and mine, our our generation of parents, yeah. and and now because there's been so much information and study done on infant sleep, um, that has sort of changed, like the way that people view it, because um, right. like you know there's like the whole you know like oh if you just keep him up or keep her up a little bit later then she'll sleep in in the morning. Well, that's like a full on baloney myth that is not true at all like in fact if you give them an earlier bedtime that's when they might sleep in a little bit later for you like there's just so many things yeah it's there's it's there's so many things that have changed sleep when you compare to like when we were babies versus when now having our own babies like yeah like yeah, it's bo- like it's bonkers, man. I could go on and on. I I said to you too. I have a friend who's a sleep consultant, and so I'll maybe see if I can get her on the podcast just to chat about it. I don't know. Yeah. We might not have as many listeners that week, but uh- <laughs> there might be some people out there that find it interesting. Um, just like some of the things that you can learn about baby sleep because it like it is wild, um, and yeah, it's it's such an interesting journey. So I totally feel for them <laughs> with August. I would definitely it... be interested in having that conversation mm-hmm. with her, like having mm-hmm. her on as a guest. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like aware of it. Like, obviously I'm not a parent and I don't mm-hmm. want to be. And so I don't ever plan on having to deal with it in mm-hmm. that, like to that extent. But mm-hmm. like I have a nephew and I'm going to yeah. have another nephew in May and right. um, my landlords upstairs, my friends, they have two little girls and mm-hmm. one of them is quite loud when she's upset yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. other one is a toddler or I guess uh-huh. she's two. She's like just over two and you know, she's in her twos and she's dealing with her own ish too, uh-huh. right? So I'm I'm aware of like baby sleep and just based on the conversations that we've had mm-hmm. in the past about it too, I would, well, I I would think, love to have her on as a guest. I think that'd yeah, be Yeah, I'll, I'll message her. I think too like even though she focuses on infant sleep, I'm sure that she has some stuff sort of like in her own back pocket. Cause I know, um, and I'm sure she would not mind me sharing it, but she struggles with sleep herself, which she talks about okay. on her Instagram plate on her Instagram page, right. just like the irony of a sleep consultant having a hard time to like with sleep herself. Right. Um, yeah. And so like, I'm sure there are some things that, you know, sort of translate into adulthood as well. Like that is not just right. Like, I mean, her and I have talked about sort of the importance of having like a a nighttime routine. Like you do that with your babies. Why would you not continue to do it with yourself? Right. Like, and I mean, obviously it looks different. Like for Parker, her nighttime routine is, um, we give her a bottle, which we're slowly starting to wean her off of that. Um, it's just cow's milk for the judgmental people out there. It's not breast milk anymore. Um, but, uh, 
I mean, but people might judge me for not giving her breast milk still. I don't know. Who knows? Um, parenting do, world is crazy. You. She has a bottle <laughs> at bedtime. And then after her bottle, she we go and brush her teeth now because she's got teeth. So right. she has her little toothbrush with Winnie the Pooh on it and some toothpaste. Um, and then we go back and change her diaper. So she's got a nice clean diaper for bed put her pajamas on. Um, we usually put her sleep sack on. If she's teething, we've got these like teething drops to help sort of lower the pain of the teeth coming in. Um, and then we read two books and then depending on if it's mom or dad putting her to bed, dad, um, usually says like good night to everything in her room. Like, so they'll say Aww. like, good night curtains, good night mirror, good night yeah. closet, good night clothes, like all just like random objects in her room. Yep. Um, and then she has three stuffies that she takes into her bed. Um, so heaven forbid we forget one of those. She is having a meltdown. Um, <laughs> And so, and then she has a blanket that we haven't gotten her a pillow yet. She's just in a crib still. Um, but we have a blanket in her crib and I usually turn it into a pillow. So I just like fold it a couple of times. So it's a little bit thicker and right. Matt will ask if she wants a pillow or she wants a tuck in and it depends on the night. So either he's making a pillow or he's putting it over her body and like shoving it underneath her body to make it nice yeah. and tight for her. So, burrito. oh, and she's in a sleep sack. So. Oh, okay. that's kind yeah. of that's kind of her routine. Um, Maisie doesn't really have one right now, but and she's just like Parker has a soother. So th- there's just like sleep triggers is what they call them. So sleep triggers to help um, indicate that it's time for sleep. So then once she's in her bed, then we turn the sound machine on and we turn the light out and then we walk out of her room and that's it. Right. It sounds like a lot, but it's over the span of like a max of 20 minutes. Right. All of that. So. And that's not bad. No. Like, and if again, like it's routine, right? Like mm-hmm. establishing a routine, which you already did when she was three months and we had mm-hmm. you on yeah. when you were talking about that. And it's, it's just a continuation of that. But totally. then I would like the thing that I'm thinking is I wonder what, and, and you alluded to this earlier, like sleep for us as babies verse like and how it translates to sleep for us as adults totally right like what what are the steps from newborn to toddler to two-year-old to like Mm -hmm. five-year-old to 10-year-old like all of those steps what are the ways that sleep changes as you grow as the body grows as the brain develops as you hit puberty as you hit adulthood right like all of those things how is how does the physiology of the body affect the way that sleep happens and maybe totally. the ways that sleep triggers like that mm-hmm. um, can, yeah, can affect think, the way that you actually sleep further down the line beyond totally. just being a baby. Totally. I think like obviously with a baby to, you know, where Parker is now, um, like you have, everyone has sleep cycles. And so when right. you have um, like a, the point of a sleep consultant is to help you support your baby so that you're just have like now, obviously we just put Parker to bed and she's in bed now for her 12 hours and whether she sleeps that whole time or not is up to her. Right. I can't do anything to make her sleep um, if she wakes up, but we have given her the tools by sleep training her so that when she does wake up, she can get herself back to sleep. Right. Um, and yeah. so even as adults, like we will wake up 
because we came out of a sleep cycle and we're moving into another sleep cycle, but because we've been doing it for so long, we're able to, most of the time, just get ourselves back to sleep almost instantly where we don't even realize that we woke up. Um, yeah. Or maybe you wake up and go to the bathroom totally. and go back to bed right? Yeah. or you wake up and you need a drink of water or something. Absolutely. Or, yeah. 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 So it, yeah, it's quite fascinating. So, I mean, giving her these sleep triggers to indicate that it's sleep time, she knows the difference between having her short nap during the day versus her long sleep at night because right. of the steps like so our nap time routine is very similar to bedtime routine but it's not as long there's not as many steps um and so she yeah she just knows that this is just for a nap like this isn't for long sleep um yeah, yeah so and then at that it's point very too like those those triggers if it's a nighttime thing like outside is dark. So you're getting that Mm -hmm. circadian rhythm built in as well. And if you're going for a Mm -hmm. nap during the day, when there's tons of light pouring into the house, then there's that, that switch that's flipped as well. Like this is daytime, but I'm going for a nap. So these are the steps that I Mm -hmm. take because I can see that there's light out. Totally. We have um, a blackout curtain in her room. Um, so it's okay. like suctioned right up to her bedroom window. Um, so her her room is as dark as it can be during the daytime. So when right. I turn the lamp out, like it's pretty dark in there. Like I pretty much can't see my hand in front of me, which is wow. like That's the golden good. rule of, you know, like sleep. Well, most sleep consultants will suggest to have a very like as dark of a room as you can, right. which then helps when you go um, like when you go out out like out sorry when you go um to other places so like we went to Edmonton um last weekend no the weekend before last um my nephew turned one so we went up for his birthday um and so I stupidly forgot the blackout curtain um but the idea is that then you can create the same sleeping environment aside from she's sleeping in her pack and play when we're on the road versus her own crib um, but everything else stays the same. Right. Um, so, so there's enough the... things that are similar to the home exactly. setup that exactly. you can just sort of like take Mimic. it and yeah. Yeah. Copy like, and paste. Copy and totally. paste. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think like that's when babies are freshies, that's that you talked about the circadian rhythm. Like that is the first thing that you're trying to do, um, is get their, days and nights sorted out so that when they start having their longer stretches of sleep, it's happening at nighttime. It's not happening during the day. Um, So yeah, like Maisie's at the point where like, she's pretty good once, once she's settled, she's pretty good to nap. Um, And when, when they're, again, this is obviously just from the research that I've done. It's not necessarily for everyone, but um when they aren't sleeping through the night fully yet, um, they say they being sleep consultants that I have followed and um, appreciate the help from um, say that you don't want to let your baby sleep for more than two hours at a time during the day because you want, again, that longest stretch of sleep to be at nighttime. So there are times when like Maisie's asleep and she probably could sleep for three, four hours at a time. Right but I want that at nighttime. <laughs> yes. So then I yeah. wake her up at the two hour mark also to feed her 
um, and that kind of thing too. So there's like, there's so many things like that's another thing they, you want to feed your baby every two to three hours during the day so that they get enough calories throughout the day, um, to get them through the night when you do put them down for that long stretch. So, right. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's just so many things. I am obsessed with it. It's making me re-obsessed with it as I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, and my friend <laughs> that I will ask if she can, if she wants to come on the podcast, um, she has her own business now as a sleep consultant. Um, and she, I mean, she hopes one day to be big enough that she has to hire, um, other sleep consultants to join her team because her caseload is so big. And she's like, right. she's told me so many times, like go and get certified. Like you could be part of my team one day. And I'm like very tempted because I do find it quite fascinating. Um, but I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, like maybe not at this point, but when the girls are a bit older, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a cool thing to do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyways. Like, and, and I can just see it. Like <laughs> this reminds me of when we talk about like education and just the yeah. way that it like fires you up. <laughs> like, I can, I can just see it on your face. Like it's, it's something that it's you've so really spent a lot of time yeah. learning yeah. about and you've spent a lot of time practicing in your own house with your girls. Totally. And yeah. so it's something that like you you can just see the desire mm -hmm. to, to also help other people. Like there's, there's a knowledge there that you're, that you have well, a desire I mean, to pass oh on, gosh. which is cool. Yeah, that, that has been probably one of the more challenging things of having a second baby is that we're having to go back into that um, like lack of sleep through the night. And I say we, right. my husband will be like, we, ha, 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 because he sleeps pretty much through every right. feed that I do during <laughs> the night. Um, but um, like going back to it. So it's kind of, I was saying to Matt the other day, like, it's like a blessing and a curse that we had our kids so close together because it is a lot of work. But at the same time, once I get Maisie sorted out and back to where we're sleeping and I can sleep through the night because I don't yeah. need to wake up because I know my kid is fine. We're going to be through that faster than we would if we waited, you know, two, three years to have our other kid. Totally. And then having to go back and do it, it's like, yeah. it's okay, still like so relatively it's really, fresh enough that you can just so, jump back yeah, in. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think that's been like, when I wake up at night with Maisie, I'm like so frustrated because I have been used to sleeping through the night and I'm like, you child, you're <laughs> taking my sleep away from me. But like, yeah, we'll get there. It's totally fine. It's just a process in the journey of parenting and it's great and yep. most of the time I love it and some of the time I'm like what have I done to myself but <laughs> it's great but then they say things like I'll eat you up and I am like yep nope it's pretty cool <laughs> she is a freaking hilarious kid so yeah anyways yeah. baby sleep woo baby sleep <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd I'd love to get your friend on and talk about that stuff. I think that'd be a cool conversation. I'll and again, like you know, right now, branching out talking. and trying to get on new guests and all of mm -hmm. that. Um, I know we were talking about trying to get someone on who's like a mental health mm -hmm. specialist or some kind of therapist or um a psychologist, anything like that. And I think we maybe talked about that a little yes, bit. Yes, I have a family member that I have talked to yes, briefly right. and she's interested but needs a bit more information and what to talk about and that kind of thing right yeah that's fair 
Um, but yeah, that would be a great conversation. I would love to do something like that. And I know like we've talked about that for a little while already. We'd love to get someone on who's sort of in that mm-hmm. mental health space because more conversations around that these days I feel are important. Absolutely. 100%. And so having anybody in that field to give even their own individual perspective on it. I mm-hmm. feel like it's sort of a, um, like you could be, I don't know, a doctor. Like You totally. could be a doctor as a dentist or you could be a pediatrician or you could be a neurosurgeon or you could be a psychologist. Like they're mm-hmm. all doctors, but mm-hmm. within psychology, I feel branch. like there's a lot yeah. of different branches. Yeah, totally. exactly. Even with the graphic design stuff that I've been doing at school, like you can do stuff like poster design for promotional material. You can do logo design. You can do document creation for like books or something or Hmm. um, magazine articles or magazine layouts. Um, I've done a lot of work at, or I've done a lot of um, stuff at work now with like catalog creation. There's Mm -hmm. so many routes you can go down with, just the world of graphic design it's not even yeah. limited to one thing and it's just reminding really me because i have specialize in there you know i have a tab open um on canva which i'm oh, sure yeah. most people are familiar with but i'm just i'm curious because obviously this is kind of your new you know career path perhaps perhaps yeah. graphic design work um so as someone who's gone to school to be able to create something granted from scratch like there are you can start with a blank canvas on canva um, or you can start with templates but it makes it pretty dang easy for people to create their own stuff so how how do you feel about that like how do you feel about the like i mean i guess in every profession Generally, there is some sort of online resource that can help a person do it for free. Totally. Um, versus paying the person, in your case, paying the graphic designer um, to to create the product. How do you how do you foresee, I guess, like overcoming that? Yeah, I I look at it through because I, I have a Canva account. And I've made all of the graphics for the podcast for the last two years on Canva. Like I'm very familiar with Canva. um, And I think it's a great program for me. Like the way that I'm just putting it together in my brain is like music production. Hmm. So you can, you can like, I have GarageBand on my computer as well. Like that's how I edit these podcast episodes. I just take the audio tracks. I dump them into GarageBand. I have all my presets ready to go. I have my EQs for my voice. I have my EQs ready for your voice. I have mm-hmm. a blank EQ for a guest voice that I can tweak. I mm-hmm. have the whole thing like laid out, but I've I've put in a bit of work to make sure that it's a functional thing that I can get consistency out of, that I can just drop the files into, edit, um, put in the music bits, and then I'm done, right? So there's some work that I've done on the back end, but... Um, all that to say GarageBand is a free program. If you have a Mac, it's a free download from the App Store. And Canva is a free resource on the internet. But you can also, and, and like both of those programs, you can do the thing you want to do. Like if you really know how to work Canva and you know how to use those assets and make the thing you want to make in the format that you want and all of that, you can definitely do that on something like Canva. And you can definitely do some really incredible music production on a program like GarageBand. It's a pretty powerful program for being a free program. But um, totally, 
having having the ability to also make something from scratch like the logo that i designed for this podcast i did it all in adobe illustrator mm-hmm. and so you take it, it's it's very much just line work and you fill in the lines and you add color and you add gradients or you there's it's such an open canvas like an open concept program you can do so 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 much with illustrator um and you can do so so much with really powerful audio production programs like pro tools if you if you pay for the membership so i don't all that to say like i don't know that it's really one way or another um, right like my preference but you can you can try and do the graphic design stuff on your own or mm-hmm. you can doing it in Canva or you can learn about it in a structured program and pay the subscription for illustrator and InDesign and Photoshop mm-hmm. and all those programs. Um, that's just sort of the way that I am like putting it together in my brain. It's like, totally. you can do all of that for free on your own. And there's plenty of assets and resources and videos and information available on YouTube and on other websites for free. Or you can also go to, you know, a professional studio get your professional recording done, pay the thousands of dollars that it takes to make your music a reality and the way that you want to hear it. Um, I don't know if that really answers the question or not, but I think, I mean, it yeah, kind that, of says to me the, that the comparison that I'm putting together sure. in my head, like they're it both kind of, very doable on right. an individual, non-professional, cheaper level. But I feel like there, there could be a quality issue one way or another, but I don't know. It, it's different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it says to me that you're not necessarily worried and perhaps because you don't necessarily know if that's going to be like your designated career per se, right. or if yeah. you're just going to dabble um, on the side with it, that you now have the skill set to do it. So if there totally. is someone who's yeah. looking for it, then great. If there's someone who's not, then that's fine too. You're not dumping your whole um world or your whole career choice into graphic design at least not yeah. at this point um and so there's not really a fear that you won't get the clientele because you're not even sure if you want the clientele <laughs> yeah and again like it depends on what area of graphic design I want to pursue sure cuz i think something like logo design is more attractive to me than doing book formatting Totally. Yeah. Because there's so many more things you have to do in a program like InDesign. You have to set up a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. that that setting up of things in that in that program for a document is a lot of work. I just it's a lot of work, and I can't quite wrap my head around it yet. Right. But I'm way. I'd be way more comfortable in a program like Illustrator, where I can use that creativity that I know I have in a way that. I could still potentially make money, right. you know, like doing graphic or sorry, you're doing graphics or logos or totally um, maybe promotional material sure. or big document creation. Like what I'm currently doing at Edelweiss with the catalogs. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hmm. It's different. It's just a different tool really at the end of the day. Like Canva is a tool that's very accessible and it's free and there's a, level at which you can pay for stuff totally and yeah. garage band is free and it's a tool that you can use 
and they're both creative instruments mm-hmm. um whether or not you choose to take it further and you know i've i've done stuff in both like i've created this logo in illustrator but then i've also taken that logo exported it as a file and put it into canva hmm. with the other assets that i have to sure. try and maintain some consistency so sure you know, you can definitely do stuff like that too. You can record a track. Like I had a friend of mine, one of my old roommates, he came over and we recorded some stuff in GarageBand just here in this room. And I like set up a mic and I put up a big sheet as like a sound barrier, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I tried to sound treat the room a little bit. Yeah. We recorded the stuff in GarageBand. I emailed him the tracks and then he sent it to a friend of his in Germany and he got this song put together, but all the vocals so were just cool. recorded here in my basement, in my that's little so cool. room here. So yeah, that's well. Yeah, Matt, he did that too. Did like a little EP album, right? Yeah, in our and actually in this room, it in was that room, yeah, a much different room at the time, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and I at one point had the mic stand because um, I did harmonies for him on his EP. And I had the mic stand in the bathroom and was recording in the bathroom because there's just a little bit better acoustics in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is pretty crazy what people can do in their own home with, I mean, obviously some additional resources other than just like, you know, your iPhone, your pods or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. That's, that is fun. It's nice to have a hobby too. Like, I mean, like we were talking at the beginning, you don't have to have kids and be tied down to your house to still need and want something fun and creative to do for you that gets you, whether, whether it's out of the house or, um, just like using your brain or whatever. It is nice to have those things for sure. I feel like we should do an episode at some point on, creativity like the Hmm. idea of creativity Hmm. i think that would be a good one because we could talk about i I mean i could talk about this for a while Mm -hmm. too you know this type of topic and how it works maybe with music or with art or with you know graphic design or or you could even put in your your teaching bit too yeah all of that i think that would be a great chat we should we should do that sometime let's do that sometime I'll put it, uh, I'll put it on our note <laughs> and we'll do it sometime. Funny. Love it. Well, funny, funny. um, you want to do a quick download? I don't know how Maisie's doing over there. She looks okay. So far, so far she's okay. Yeah. She's had a few moments of like panic, but yeah. I think she's okay still. She's a little trooper. Yeah. Or just what have tired. you been, what have you been downloading? What have you been learning or reading or listening um, to or any of that? I am currently listening. I have progressed, progressed? No, I have shifted from reading a paper book to listening to an audio book because I've been spending a lot of time doing this where I'm holding a baby and it's just easier to put my AirPods in and listen to the book um, while I'm rocking a baby to sleep. Um, Yeah, totally. I don't love it. I will say that, but I am currently, you might laugh, but it's fine. I'm currently listening to Jessica Simpson's um, open book. She did like an, oh, I guess really? it's an autobiography. Is that what it's called? Interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. Autobiography. Um, yeah. And huh. she, and it's her reading her own book. So I, I do like that piece of it. Um, 
just watching my toddler sit up in bed waking up. Well, I guess we're almost, hopefully, oh, and back down. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So she's reading it. Um, and it's actually very interesting. I'm almost done it, which is the nice thing is I can listen to it on like double speed so that I don't like, I don't need to like hear every breath you take between a word. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just have it sped up. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's the start of her career when she was a little kid all the way well I haven't finished it yet but we're at the point where she's having her she has three kids now and she is at the point where she's pregnant with her first kid so um through the the whole progression of like her many relationships her struggle with her um uh just like her physical appearance um becoming the star of Jessica Simpson and what that became required of her as per her label um her journey into film um her realization that maybe film wasn't for her um and then her journey like she I didn't know well maybe I did I didn't know how long and how I mean obviously we only see what the tabloids post about celebrities but um which is super unfortunate I know because a lot of that stuff is so made up and it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's interesting because she was saying like, so she was married to Nick Lachey for a number of years. And she was saying that um, sometimes the tabloids would post things and it was just completely outrageous. But then sometimes they would post things just for fun. But it ended up being that there was a lot of truth to them and it was a little bit scary. Um, but oh, I didn't, I didn't know. So when she was married to Nick Lachey, this is like, fluffy who cares but anyways I love celebrity gossip so Rachel Thorne is if she's listening to this is rolling her eyes because she always makes fun <laughs> of me and never knows which celebrity I'm talking about or referring we to. could definitely do a celebrity episode um, that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about that and having her on to put a pin in that for that yeah, yeah. um but yeah. she so when she's married to Nick Lachey she um did Dukes of Hazard, and that was with Johnny Knoxville and so for right. a little while, yes. she had a crush on Johnny Knoxville, but they were both married at the time. And so they never acted on it. But then she split with her husband and he was still with anyways, whatever. But then she dated John Mayer for like oh, really? off and on for it seems like a number of years. I don't actually remember the timeline, but like he broke up with her and got back together with her, broke up with her, got back together with her, her wow. therapist. Um, when they revisited the relationship, her therapist said that he was obsessed with her. Um, and then it kind of her realization that he would get back together with her and break up with her so that he had material to write for his songs. Um, which oh, is br- that's kind of brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Quite something. Um, so very interesting, but yeah, she's now, and then she dated, um, a football player, Tony Romo before she dated and then married her also football player husband, Eric, can't remember his last name, but, and then has three children with him. So anyways, it's a very fun, fluffy read. Um, If you like celebrity gossip and if you like autobiographies of celebrities, I guess, I don't know. But also kind of an interesting look into someone that was really prominent in culture for a long time Mm -hmm. and maybe where she's at now and she's, had Mm -hmm. enough experience that she feels she can write about it and share wisdom and grief and sorrow and happiness with other people. I think that's great. 
I think, yeah, and she, like, because of the different, you know, griefs and, as you said, sorrows, like, she had a drinking problem, and um, as I I know from just today's world that she became sober because she realized she finally realized but just like some of the journey that she went through like she talks about um how she would drink and drink and drink and sometimes she would not know what was happening and other times she would and just like very very devastating um yeah a hard world to live in hollywood is but anyways so that that is my audiobook. My next my next audiobook, if you can believe it, I'm waiting for it from the library, is um Prince Harry's new book that has come out. Okay. Um it's called Spare. And so the I think from what I've read and seen, the whole idea is that he has spared no details about oh, interesting. About his upbringing about leaving the royal palace um him and megan moving here like they had a documentary series um come out on netflix which was also quite fascinating and they did that Um, big interview with oprah mm -hmm. yeah so there's and she has a podcast as well now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she isn't well actually no i i shouldn't say that she she has done a few episodes, but yeah, it's, um, I love them dearly. If I could meet them, I would cry myself to sleep for the next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel it's so controversial because there's a lot of like Prince Harry's always been kind of the troublemaker, all this kind of stuff. And right. So how much, do you, how much do you, how much do you, yeah, how much, yeah. How much do you believe oh of what he's saying? Um, yeah. She's okay, everyone. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just very fascinating. I am happy to hear their side of the story, I suppose, is what you'd say. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of really all that I've been into, I think, is just the audiobook. obviously getting back into choir. So listening to a lot of choir music when I can. Yeah yeah um I think that's really it I don't I I find so it's interesting I'm hogging the mic here um but oh not at all I I feel like I'm the one that usually has the longer download so this is terrific oh I feel like I don't actually like talk about the download stuff though that's the thing but anyways um Matt is very much like he would love to go and watch a show together every night. And I realized right. the other day, I don't, I don't get the, the people interaction during the day. And he does, obviously, because he's going to work and he's a teacher and the students and the other staff and all that kind of stuff. Right. So when he comes home, just like sitting downstairs and sort of decompressing by watching a show when the kids go to bed is his way of like, uh and I'm like I would really like to sit here and just have a conversation with you because I haven't had like an actual conversation with people so yeah like I don't I'm not a tv watcher I've never really been a tv watcher every once in a while like we get into the zone um but have a scammer calling me um yeah, but I don't love watching TV. So in terms of like, what are you watching? I'm not really. We we did start um, 
Peripheral on Amazon Prime. Oh, is that the one with um, Chloe Grace Moretz? Yes. Yeah. That looks yeah. really good. It is really good. It's the same writers, creators, I don't know, um, as uh, Westworld, if you ever watched that one. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard very good things also. It is also a really good show. It's on the HBO, like, of Crave or whatever. Um, okay. It is a really good show. I haven't finished it, but it is, I quite enjoyed the whole um, existentialism, perhaps you'd call it behind it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, peripheral, we were, we started that a couple weeks ago and watch every once in a while. It's really good. I quite enjoy it. Um, and that's kind of it. We, um, like the last of us just came out on whatever. Oh, is it out now? The first episode just came out. Ooh, um, which was actually filmed the neighborhood over from ours. So we, uh, oh, I have zero cool. interest in watching it. I don't really like zombie apocalypse shows. Um, yeah. But I've, I've yeah. heard though that this show is very, very highly rated. It's okay. been getting really good reviews so far. And yeah, a lot yeah. of it was, I think the whole thing was like filmed in Alberta, the whole show. Yeah. Most like a lot of, lot it, was of in it Calgary. Yeah, a lot of it also also was out in Okotoks, like just literally, right. yeah, the first neighborhood as you come down our way. Um, so we saw lots of film stuff happening. Yeah. No, never saw any like, because wasn't, what's his face, Pascal? Uh, Pedro Pascal. He's yeah. in it, isn't he? Yes, he's yeah. the main one. He's the main, never... uh, the male lead. Okay, yeah, never saw him, unfortunately, but yeah. Would have loved to just like go to no frills. Oh, hey, Pedro. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> How are your crumpets? <laughs> uh, yeah. Are your Okotoks crumpets? <laughs> Do you like our Okotoks crumpets from Christine's no frills? <laughs> Hooray. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's. I definitely that's want to much. watch that one at some point too. Mm-hmm. Looks good. The, I guess the last thing I'll say and then I'll pass the mic over. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that it's not anytime soon but it's just like on my mind because it's january now is the oscars the golden globes yes. just happened i was thinking um, about that the other day too yeah the yeah. golden globes just happened i've like been like considering sending out my invite for the oscars party but i'm like andrea it's january and they're not until like mid-march like yeah <laughs> it is okay but i'm like so pumped to to host it again so Mark your calendars. Um, All right. I will Sounds good. definitely have in. people over again. I love it. We, um, we could definitely do another Oscars episode. I think that'd be fun. Mm, we can make mm-hmm. that like a yearly thing. That could I'd, be. I'd be okay with that. That could hey, be kind of Oscars fun. It's Oscars time. I texted, I messaged Chad and Joanna and I was like, oh, yeah. Oscars are in March. Um, like that's enough time for you guys to like plan and prepare to drive up here to come to an Oscars party. Hey? <laughs> uh, Heck Yeah. But Joanna doesn't have a passport. Adelaide doesn't have a passport. Aww. Although she wouldn't need one, I don't think, to cross over. I think you just need birth certificates for babies. Okay. Um, And then Chad's passport expired or expires? I think he said in October. If it's this October, oh, okay. it's totally fine. But anyways. That's doable. I don't That's think they're going to come. <laughs> I don't think they're yeah. going to come. But it was worth a That's shot. Fair. You know what? We just all got to go down to San Diego then. He did say, he did say, open invitation for a select few people to come down to San Diego. And I was like, heck yeah. 
I also don't have a passport, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get well, on that. Fair enough. But anyways. All right. Your download. Yeah. Um, I usually write something down and I definitely did not write anything down. So uh-huh. I'm just going off the cuff. Um, Ooh, I started watching, <clears throat> started watching a new show a few weeks ago called The Orville. Okay. And it's on Disney Plus. It's Seth MacFarlane. And it's mm. like Seth MacFarlane's love letter to Star Trek. I think he's a really big Star Trek fan. Oh, I but have it's, seen. It's a show stuff. very yeah. closely aligned to Star Trek. Like it's in a sort of similar utopian world. Um, he's the captain of a starship that's an exploratory vessel going around the galaxy. Okay. Um, there's an antagonized or there's there's an evil race and um you know i think in what is it now i think in star trek it's the klingon i think would be like the main antagonizing race i don't really know anything about star trek i don't either but i can't help um, you the klingon sounds familiar though (laughs) yeah this this show has been really good though Um, already at the end of the second Ah. episode there's Ah. there's a species in the show that are all male like the Mm -hmm. whole race is male and so the one (laughs) the one guy who's on the ship him and his mate they have a baby and he's like laying an egg and they have a baby and the baby comes out as a female oh which is really interesting and so the the next episode is like this whole moral dilemma because they want to change the sex of the baby to a male right so that their baby isn't discriminated against but then the other people on the ship are like well that's just so wrong like why would you this isn't it's not a birth defect right you know it's it's something fundamental to who this baby is like it was really interesting already on like the third episode they're getting into like gender politics i guess right yeah but it's been it's been really fun too and like seth MacFarlane, i think seth MacFarlane is such a genius everything he does is so well thought out to me Mm. like a million ways to die in the west is a wild comedy movie but it deals with some pretty interesting themes and it's fun and it's a great story but the comedic beats are really clean and right all of it like everything about this show is is quite good in that regard too like it's a great story and it's a good world in in a realm that people are familiar with in that it's very adjacent to star Trek, but it's got that, that Seth MacFarlane like spice on it with the comedy. It's Mm -hmm. top shelf. Mm. It's, it's been really enjoyable so far. I've been, I've been, uh, been a big fan of it. Orville. I think that Matt has watched select episodes of that, but yeah, it's a good one. Would recommend. Mm. Um, what else? I watched avatar two last week, the week, week and a half ago. I think it was a week and a oh, half ago. Oh my goodness. Was it good? Oh, it was that, unbelievable. That, that has been so one. Good. You know, when a movie comes out and you're like, oh, they really should have just left it with like that one good movie that they did and not made a right. sequel. That that was kind of my like hesitation with Avatar was like, ooh, should they have done this? Like maybe that's they fair. should have just left it because it was a good one. But that's good to know that it it ended up being a good time. It was, oh, it it was fantastic. Like visually, my goodness, like yeah, it, it was unbelievable. I've I've been watching a lot of videos from from this um, corridor crew channel. They're on YouTube, but then I also like subscribe to their website as well. Okay, and so they put out content 
pretty frequently on stuff like, you know, stuff that has been happening in these Avatar movies, like water simulation. Right. Which in computer graphics, it's really, really difficult to do a good water simulation because typically the way that you render it is particles. Right. When water isn't really a particle, but it behaves like it, it like it could be a particle, but it's more fluid. There's a lot more um, like physics to it. It has to look realistic with like the surface tension, the way that water can go into something and like into a piece of fabric and the way hmm. that our eyes know instinctively that's how water should look. It's right. really, really difficult to get that that level of realism in a computer generated way. And so the way like the whole movie is avatar Two: the way of water. Like there's, okay. there's a ton of water in this movie and mm. it looks so good. phenomenal. Mm. Um, even there's this, there's this phenomenon where if you're in the bottom of like a swimming pool and you see light coming through the water, the way that it like ripples on the bottom mm-hmm. of the pool, that's called caustics. Mm-hmm. And rendering caustics properly is also very, very difficult. Interesting. But everything from the water simulations, interacting with things like skin or fabric or other materials, the way that it interacts with wood, the way that it like splashes up on a rock and huh. falls off of it. Everything about the water simulation in this movie was so realistic that the the only word that I use that I can use to describe it was immersive. Hmm. The entire experience was so immersive because the water and the other effects were so real that you didn't get pulled out of it at right. any moment. That's interesting. Cause there, cause there was a moment a... in. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, there was a moment in um, what was it? The new, the new Black Panther movie. Oh, I haven't seen that one either. I mean, it, granted. Uh, yeah, it'll be a while before I'm yeah. in the theater, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, there was one moment in that movie, and I don't remember exactly where it was, but the the graphics kind of pulled me out of the moment for a little bit because okay. it wasn't quite as real, and you you feel it like, right. as an audience member, as a... As a viewer. Person watching them, as a viewer, mm-hmm. that's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel it as a viewer, like, oh, that didn't quite feel right. Right. So there, there was a moment like that in Black Panther that sort of pulled me out of the moment. But you didn't have that in... Graphic was kind of weird. It didn't... Right. Quite, but in Avatar, the whole thing was so, so consistent. And very immersive that way. Like, you didn't feel part of it was pulling you out of yeah. the world of Pandora that they that Dave That Cameron. they created, yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, like, not only not only all of those pieces that you said, but then they, they're adding this level of, is it, it's CGI, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So then somehow keeping that, that consistent look and adding the layer of, well, we're not filming these blue characters. We're creating these blue characters yeah. after the fact based off of, you know, all of the dots and whatever they put on the character or on the yeah, actors. On the, the motion but, capture software. Yeah. So that's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a whole other, I wonder, yeah, I wonder, I think there's speculation that it's up for, um, well, it was nominated at the Globes for visual effects, wasn't it? I You're probably right. Know, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure that there's been chatter that it will be nominated for the Oscars. Um, I'm, for I'm sure effects. for something like visual effects, I don't see how it couldn't be nominated. Yeah. 
Yeah. If if Black Panther was nominated, then like <laughs> well, the if, other I guess one the that's buzzing because it was nominated sure. for visual effects for sure. Right. The other one that's buzzing for a lot of awards is um, is it Woman King? Is that what it's called with Viola Davis? Yes, the, the Woman King. Yeah. Woman King. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if she wins Best Actress. But that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Did she win at the at the Globes or no? I don't know. I haven't looked to see any of the actual winners, aside from what yeah. I saw on um, Instagram. Because I know but... the best supporting actress was Angela Bassett for her role in Black Panther Two. And okay, is oh, that my goodness? Did she ever? Kill Which one it? is Angela she Bassett? So good. Is she the mom. Um, she plays. Yeah, she plays the mom of Black Panther, like T'Challa's cool. mom. Yeah. And unbelievable performance she was so so good so yeah, so good. i do i really want to see it i really want to see it yeah that's cool um anything other than else? that i don't think there's anything well i i guess i've i've started on season two of dungeons and daddies oh yeah um, your podcast that, that dragon yeah. that dungeons and dragons podcast yeah um, it's it's been really fun like the first season was all about these dads that get transported from our world into the forgotten realms and they have to find their kids. Yeah. Um, but this second season is all about those four dads and their and now their grandkids. So the same people that played all these dads are now playing the grandkids of each of their characters. That's funny. Which has been really entertaining so far. And currently it's all in our world. Um, which is a bit different. But yeah, it's been really it's fun. What sorry? Really, it's really the the whole thing is set about- in our world. Oh, okay. Like the, like, the as setting in... of, yeah. Like like right now, the the point that I'm at, they just defeated a boss in their gymnasium at their high school. Okay. You know, instead of instead oh, of being so transported to another I, world I of like castles and everything. Right. I I didn't know, um, I didn't know what the podcast was about, but it is literally people playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they just play as these characters in yeah, and the first season is their characters get you know flung through a portal and they enter this forgotten realms world with like elves and orcs and goblins and castles and vampires and all these mystical creatures. Oh, that's funny. And then at the end of that season they come back to our world. But then um yeah, this new season is their grandkids. So four okay. of their grandkids being played by the same cast like the same voice actors the same people they're just embodying a different character with different characteristics and all of that but the setting of it currently is in our world so like high school stuff and they're dealing with you know soccer practice or something like that right there's all kinds of fun stuff like that but that's fun yeah it's uh, it's a good one. Would recommend. I do now understand. For anyone Matt, look, looking for Matt a good theme that. podcast, that's a fun one. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I think that's what he listens to when he is rocking the baby with his wireless ear oh, yeah. things in his ear. <laughs> I think he's yeah, listening. It's not audiobooks require music. No. <laughs> do I blame him? No. Not at all. Nope. That's so funny. Cool. Oh, well, I think it that's like, it. Have you seen Glass that's Onion? Just speaking of movies, Ooh, not Glass yet. Onion yet. Okay, not yet. I do want to see it though. I've mm-hmm. I've obviously seen Knives Out because that movie was yes. 
top shelf. Super so good. I've weird, heard though. very good things about Glass Onion, though. I have heard decent things. Um, it's a completely different cast, which is interesting. Yeah, minus Daniel Craig. I think yes. he's the only character. He's the only crossover, that is I think. Consistent. Yeah. 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 But it's another pretty yeah. loaded cast, which is kind of fun. So that's that's on my next next up. Matt just made a list of all of the potential like Oscar nominated movies for us to watch. Ooh, that's a good idea. We definitely won't get well, I won't get through all of them, but Yeah. Um I definitely want to watch more Oscar movies this year. Yeah. Like in preparation. Especially yeah. if we do another Oscars episode. I think we totally should. We should. I know we haven't talked about this, but uh, I think that'll be fun. You get we're someone com- like We're Chad committed on now. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Oscars 2023. Yeah. Get the get the inside scoop on the Unexpected Experts podcast. Get it here, <laughs> folks. That's so funny. You heard it first yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just got to get like my, my radio announcer voice. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Today on QR 77. Well, I think that that then wraps us up. Cool. Yeah, I feel yeah. good about that. Like cool. it. Like it. Love it. Need it. Here for it. Here for it. Here for cool. it. Cool. All right. Well, well good luck with the rest of your day and with your yeah. little ones. And I'll see you in a few I'll hours. <laughs> Choir rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Enjoy. All enjoy right. See you, Andrea. Tuesday afternoon. Bye bye. Yeah. You too. Bye.